I'm Ebony K. Williams, attorney and host. Welcome to Holding Court, where we analyze the latest legal headlines that everybody's already talking about. But we dig deep into how the courts impact the culture. We break it all down, going straight from gavel to your newsfeed. And every week, we keep it 100. Right, Dustin? That's right, E. Let's hold court. Dustin Ross, baby, anything about your weekend feel really special and fun that you can share <laughs> on mic? Let me let me get that caveat. All right, because what the sun's still up, ain't it? Right. So I can't I can't talk about what I want to talk about. No, say that a, for holding court after dark. Yeah, okay, for for telling us how we held court. Okay, right, that, that's what that's a real story. But no, weekend was great, refreshing. You know, it just feels good. Uh, to be back in the chair doing what I love, co-hosting with you. You know what I mean? Tell me about your weekend, E. How was yours? It was great. Again, you know, just sisterhood, mm-hmm. bonding. Um, shout out to the AKs. I just really had a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and when I go to those conferences, uh, you know, it's so interesting. A lot of sores are, like, surprised to see me there, actually, mm-hmm. because, and, and, and I'm humbled by it. They're like, oh, you're so busy. I, I can't believe, you You know, you, you pay your dues, you show up, you do the work of AKA. I'm just going to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. This is my perspective. No, nothing against any other Greek letter member, organization member. Okay. But if I'm going to sit on this show and I'm going to sit on The Breakfast Club mm-hmm. or I'm going to sit on The View or any platform I hold, even Real Housewives, mm-hmm. and I'm going to wear the letters on my chest. And it's, isn't it a beautiful chest? It's a beautiful <laughs> chest. You have great. You have a great rack, Ebony. Thank you. And I can say that. because yes, you, you know, can. You know, I don't mean And I no like harm. the way you said it. Thank you. Yeah. A, it's a, a rack. rack. Okay. Like a rack of lamb. That's it, which is expensive. <laughs> That's for rich people. You better ask somebody. My mama be at restaurants now. I have the lamb. Okay. Just found lamb. out what it was about five years ago. And we'll look you up and down after <laughs> the lamb. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and give me the, the petite chops. That, ooh, Not that big shit. Ooh, petite chops. Yes. <laughs> With the rosemary. Yes. Um, <laughs> but if I'm going to wear those, those b- beloved sacred letters for mm-hmm. me across my chest, for me, it's got to align with doing the work of AKA. For sure. That's me. So shout out to to my sores and to all of the Divine Nine as we continue to do the work to make our organizations relevant yes. in today's black America. Yep. I think that's very important. Very important. You're doing it well. You doing always it, represent, it, though. Always well. represent your organization. Mm-hmm. Always, always. Yeah, I love it. And um, it's, it's, it's one of the best choices I made. Mm-hmm. Amen. So speaking of choices, mm-hmm. let me tell you who made a very poor choice. Uh-oh. Uh, there's this man who has been alleged, Dustin, of molesting both girls and boys. Mm-hmm. And his wife was not here for it. This woman was the owner of the daycare where mm-hmm. these alleged molestations took place. And this woman claims that she snapped and she shot this Negro twice, once in the neck. She innocent. That's what the culture is saying. So we're going to get into it. We're also going to cover, uh, and this is a revisit of a story that we covered uh, earlier in the season. But, you know, I love to finish what we start here on yes. the show. What That's a great, important. It's a great recurring theme here in our, mm-hmm. our programming at Holding Court. Right. We go back to we a go story. Back, we're going to okay? go back and finish what we right. start. Right. We're going to tie up the loose end. That's it. Yes. Uh, a black couple in California, y'all remember, they sued mm-hmm. over uh, a, a discrimination that they claim happened as a result of their home appraisal value. Yes. Being Half a million dollars lower than when they put their white friends' photos up in their mm-hmm. home. So we're gonna get 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 the loose ends tied up on that. That's right. Very important. All five hundred thousand of them. Right. And then this is so. I just thought this was a fun story. Um, this is a Spanish court has offered a husband to pay two hundred and fifteen thousand dollars U.S. dollars to his ex-wife for what twenty-five years of back-breaking housework. I love it. 
I'm here for it. Somebody Listen. tagged me in it. I said, we're doing this story. I love it. It's a, and this is in Mexico, right? Uh, not Mexico, Where Negro. Was it? it was in Espanol, in the country of Spain. Oh, I thought it was in Mexico. I, I'm so sorry. I thought it was in Mexico. I was going to say, it ain't the city, girl. It's a see you died, girl. That's it. Okay, that's, that's it. right. That's <laughs> it. Sis said, run me my bag. That's right. Okay, so we're going to start with this woman. Uh, she's a daycare owner, and she's also... <laughs> I'm starting early today, I see. Daycare owner and a former corrections officer. She got she got a lot of capacity. Yes, she does. That's a lot of capacity. Yes. Shantiri. First of mm-hmm. all, when your name is Shantiri, mm-hmm. I'm not playing with you. Me, a, a corrections officer named Shantiri? Weems. Shantiri Weems. It's a grown-ass woman. Don't play with it. Don't play with it. Don't play with it. At all. Okay. But this man wanted to play with, with, with uh, Shantiri Weems, and he mm. fucked around and found out. So she uh, was told by a parent at her daycare facility. So she, first she was a corrections officer and then, like many, uh, was very smart, used that money and opened her own business, mm-hmm. daycare facility. And one of the parents in her daycare told her that her husband, like, excuse me, ma'am, madam owner, your husband has been abusing many children at your daycare and you need to know about it. So in July of 2022, Miss Weems went to the then, it's subsequently been changed, but the Mandarin Oriental Hotel. I just think that tells us something about the facts mm-hmm, here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because she didn't pull up to the comfort. She didn't pull up to the Hampton Inn. The Nothing's Hampton wrong Inn. with these places. Nothing's wrong with those places. We're just saying that's a distinction here. Yeah, that's just yeah. something to note. Mm-hmm. That she pulled up to the then Mar- Mandarin Oriental Hotel and she shot her then husband twice. Mm-hmm. Once in the neck, and I think the other in the foot or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But the leg or something. Leg, that's yeah. what it was. But when you get shot in the neck, that's I don't know, for the me, focus that just, here. Yeah. You got to focus right there. Mm-hmm. That's a lot, it's a lot going on in terms of arteries and shit on in the neck. On both ends of that. At the top of the neck, the bottom, and in your neck. And in, in the inside of your yeah. neck. Yeah. So that, that that just tells me, when you aim at the neck, pay attention. And, 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 and hit. And hit. And then you weren't done. Then you went. Okay. North and south. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> she said northern exposure. For real. Okay. She has been sentenced to four years in prison, twice uh, what prosecutors recommended, which is interesting, in the plea deal on the charges. And this is also a revisiting, actually, now that I go through the facts of this. We brought this story to y'all jurors when it was first introduced, um, introduced mm-hmm. but we're revisiting it for a reason. I'm going to tell you why in a second. So she did get sentenced, Dustin, to four years in prison. Uh, when we covered it the first time, she had not been sentenced yet. Mm-hmm. When we covered it the first time, it was just the shock and awe of, oh, my God, this woman shot her husband, mm-hmm. allegations of child molestation in her daycare. Mm-hmm. Wow, like boom, 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 all explosive. We knew that the prosecutors had offered her a plea deal. Some of y'all were wondering why she was going to take the plea deal at all. We'll get into that more today now that she has been sentenced. Okay. I will say I was surprised, Dustin, to see that the, the judge ultimately doubled what the prosecutor recommended. That's not so common. Typically, when a prosecutor recommends a sentence on a plea deal, that means defense counsel and prosecutors have come together and 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 there's a recommendation that the prosecutors think is justice. Mm-hmm. And so for the judge to say it ain't enough is, is interesting to me, especially considering the circumstances, considering the circumstances. Um, keep in mind, y'all, the underlying charges were aggravated assault because it was obviously with a firearm mm-hmm. and carrying. I want to know Actually, did the, did, the, did the report say carrying a pistol or was that you with Mike Epps rubbing <laughs> off on your ass without a license? I don't think the document said pistol, but who knows? Uh, without a license. I don't, I don't think that court document said she was carrying mm-hmm. no pistol. 
The internet has been on fire about it, Dustin, and that's why we're revisiting it. Because everybody and their mama is saying, why is she in jail? This woman is a hero. She should be free. You said yourself. I sure did. Mm -hmm. uh, the hashtag is actually uh, free Shantiri. Okay? That is a whole viral hashtag moment that's happening in the culture. Uh, shout out to Hollywood Unlocked, which is, I think, uh, the, the place where I... But mainly saw and, and went into all the comments, but everybody's covering it. Jasmine Brand and the like. Shout out to all y'all. Now, prosecutors have charged the husband, mm -hmm. James Weems. He is a retired police officer. So a lot of tangential adjacency to law enforcement in this dynamic. I just mm -hmm. want to flag Absolutely. that. And that is alarming, right? Mm -hmm. That these people who, well, on his behalf, that these people sure. who have these connections would even do some crazy, nasty, weird shit like this. And look at the count number, 33, not the Jesus number. The Jesus number. 33 counts of rape and child sex crimes. I mean, very disgusting. If, if even a sliver of what he's being accused of, Dustin, is, is true and accurate, it's, it's unconscionable and it's appalling. He is awaiting trial right now as we speak. Uh, his lawyer, of course, declining to comment. During the sentencing, Judge O'Keefe said that Shantiri Weems' attack on her husband was premeditated and not spontaneous as to his reason for doubling the prosecutorial request of two years and turning it into four years. Now, I want to give two more facts, and then I want to tell you where I am on this. Okay. The assistant U.S. attorney uh, who is handling the case against the husband, mm -hmm. them, that's them 33 counts, mm -hmm. including child rape, is saying that the police had told her days earlier that they were investigating the husband okay they had shut down the daycare that's important uh it's called little kids castle mm. uh double k on that and while they looked into allegations of the child abuse claims shantiri then says that the police were being vague with her about who was under investigation the scope of the investigation blah 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 shantiri says that she needed to get the answers from her husband but he continued to say he didn't do it. And initially she believed him only after speaking with the parent, Dustin, did she say this? And this is a quote from Miss uh, Shantiri Weems quote. I saw the pain in her face and I knew she was not lying. She finally said it was my husband. I felt like the blood had just drained out of my body because it was my husband. Hmm. He was supposed to help me protect these kids. He always told me he was my protector. So when I heard this, I just felt like, I just felt like my world ended. So then she said that she took her first drink in 20 years. So she mm -hmm. was sober, had a relapse. Oh my God. Texted her business partner saying, I'm going to kill myself and then, excuse me, I'm going to kill him and then myself. So now you, you planning a murder suicide. The argument escalated and ultimately Shantiri who pulled up to the Mandarin Oriental shot the husband, James Weems in the neck and the leg. When asked if she feels remorse, Shantiri Weems said that she is sorry for what she has done, but she did not apologize to her husband. She said, quote, I will apologize when he apologizes to those children, mm -hmm. end quote. She has filed for divorce, y'all. Uh, she has been cooperating with investigators who, um, and, and by that part, I'm talking about the investigation of the husband. Um, the husband, again, charged with molesting uh, child rape, boys and girls between the ages of 9 and 11. Before I go into it, just reflections i'm just gonna be honest Please. um he deserves everything that she did to him and more mm -hmm. um that sort of sexual deviance you know that sort of sexual deviant 
you know, a person who could do that to one child, let alone 30 damn three children, you deserve to get shot more. Mm -hmm. You deserve the worst possible corrective action that <laughs> which in this case looks like a goddamn gunshot that's yeah if, if y'all missed it that's human resources according to dustin ross <laughs> according to dustin ross shoot the son of a bitch right that's what hr said that's that's the determination action. yeah yeah you know i i don't disagree with any of that i i see the calls for free shantiri and and the culture at large saying this doesn't make sense because that's what people are tagging me and does they were basically saying make it make sense Evan, yeah because this is this is the I want to say child molestation is the 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 height of heights when it comes to what culture will not tolerate in mm -hmm. terms of criminal behavior. Mm -hmm. Like the, the culture will tolerate a lot of sketchy shit, terrible shit, terrible shit even. But when you bring a sexual deviance, mm -hmm. I like that phrasing. I think that's appropriate. Sexual deviance to the most vulnerable among us, mm -hmm. which would be our children arguably only tied to our elderly. Elderly, yep. That's it. Yep. There is just no space for grace or sympathy or Nothing. any of that. Nothing. Yeah, no. Like, that's that's all hands on deck. So I understand from a cultural place where there is outrage mm. around the fact that this woman, who many deem to be a hero, is serving a day in jail, let alone four years. Especially when, to me, I will say my gripe with it. I actually do think she should be in jail. I'm going to tell you why in a minute. Okay. But I don't think she should be in jail a day over two years. In fact, if I were, if this was in Judge Ebony's court, which you, you can find Judge Ebony's court How coming up that? real soon this fall, <laughs> television near you in syndication. What kind of justice is Equal that? Equal justice. Uh -huh. I'm so glad you asked. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Equal justice with Judge Ebony K. Williams. In Judge Ebony's court, this would have been a one-year sentence. Mm -hmm. I would have taken the prosecutor's request for two, and I would have cut it in half mm -hmm. because I do believe that there is some underlying understandability mm -hmm. with what Miss Weems has done here. But I cannot in good conscience. Mm-hmm. Allow Miss Weems to just walk out of this courtroom scot free. That's fair. Know, is that a real term? Scott that some free. Shit? Yeah, that's yeah. some shit we'd have made up as black people. I would like white to know people, who is Scott and would, why was he free? And I would know if white people say scot free. Right. I ain't never heard no white person say <laughs> scot free in my life. Okay, so the reason I cannot let uh Miss Weems go scot free mm -hmm. is because what we what we don't do in this nation is vigilante justice. True. True. And that's what that was. And that's why the judge said uh, it was uh, not spontaneous in nature. Now, let me let me manipulate the fact pattern and give you a different outcome. Okay. Let's say we're not at the Mandarin Oriental. Let's say we're at the daycare facility. Let's say Miss Weems, as I'm sure she does all the time, is just walking into her facility, making sure everybody's doing what they're supposed to be doing. And she opens one of her classrooms, Dustin, and she sees... The act taking place. The act... Of vile, disgusting abuse, potentially even rape, mm -hmm. of one of the children enrolled in Kids Castle. And then she has a gun on her and she shoots to protect that child. That would qualify under self-defense because self-defense is the protection of yourself and or others mm -hmm. from a vile act like that. Mm -hmm. She would be scot-free. And she would be walking away probably with the gratitude of the court. Really? Yes, because that is you operating in an active form of self-defense as it relates to others. Being in the moment with your reaction. In the moment yeah. with your reaction. And the reaction actually curtailing a crime. Mm -hmm. That's what's required. 
So had that happened, she would not be in jail, I am so certain. And again, she would have, charges might not have even been brought. And even if they were, she would be acquitted under the um, affirmative defense of self-defense. So... So because the crime had already the taken place, right? This is some it was after, after the fact, the fact. shit, Ms. Williams. I get it. I hear you, Ms. Williams. This yeah. is how I be talking to him in the court. Ms. Williams, I hear you. Mm-hmm. I would be triggered, mad, snapped. Y'all, and then and then I see her argument, but it doesn't pass muster. Uh, well, I was trying to see what the investigators was doing. Basically, I'm trying to let justice play out, but they acting funny with me. They're not telling me what's going on. Ms. Weems, no one owes you an explanation. As to the going-ons of an investigation, you are not on this law enforcement team. Corrections officer, you might have been. See? And I'm really glad we're going into the details here because, see, people are confused sometimes, Dustin Ross, as to what they are privy to. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. So I understand, Ms. Weems, you feel, I'm certain, like you are a victim of this whole thing yourself. And I understand that. But, indeed, you are not privy to the confidential nature that is required for this investigation to hold its credibility. If we're communicating with every victim or every interested party, the this, that, and the third, as we actively do the investigation, the whole thing is now compromised. (sighs) So for you to say that part of your actions of pulling up to this Mandarin Oriental and shooting this man in the neck and the leg has to do with you weren't getting the answers you needed from law enforcement. You can't do that. That dog doesn't hunt. That's what one of yeah. my law professors used to say. Shout out yep. to uh, uh, Professor Piku. That dog doesn't hunt. Yep. You know, I went to school in Louisiana. Uh-huh. So the, the country. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I heard the inflection. Uh-huh. uh-huh. That, Miss Williams, that dog doesn't hunt. <laughs> that dog doesn't hunt, uh, Miss Weems. And so, therefore, because you chose to take justice into your own hands, you chose to exert what we call vigilante justice for a good cause on behalf of the innocent children who could not protect themselves. You decided to punish him. And this is how I would say it. This would be keeping it player. And Ms. Williams, when you, Ms. Williams has spoken out. Mm-hmm. And that's another reason we're bringing the story back to y'all right now, jurors. Um, you can see it for yourself. Ms. Weems is speaking as to how she is doing while in custody. Because she's in custody right now. And essentially, I see a woman who's made peace with her choice to perform justice at her own hands as she saw fit. And she did the crime, I think, knowing she was probably going to have to do, do some time. time yeah. And she's doing some time. So I, I actually think, while I understand the cultural outrage, D, and I understand the hashtag free Miss Weems and all of this, uh, Shatiri, mm-hmm. I think Shatiri's just fine. I think Shatiri said, well, you know, it calls to be the boss. Yeah. And I'm sure she feels a way that this happened technically on her watch. Yeah. You know, and so if the cost is a four-year prison sentence, which is not no light time, to be clear. But I believe if that's what she felt she needed to do to alleviate whatever was on her conscience, to make it as right as she knew how, then it is what it is. She should have just hired somebody else to do it. No, Dustin, no. Y'all scratch that (laughs) shit. Nah, nah, player, nah, player. I'll tell y'all what's awfully wrong with what your brother Dustin Ross just told y'all. Flag on the play. Flag on the play. Run that shit back. It would have been so much worse. You trying to get Miss Shantiri locked a up for about 10 charge, to 15. Right? Yeah. Cause now you, you got, you're trying to get Miss Weems caught up in a conspiracy. No, she actually did it right. Mm-hmm. Because now she's going to get less time. Because she she did she 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 just owned it. She mm-hmm. wore it. She took the bid on the chin. Mm-hmm. She's going to get out in probably three and some change. Mm-hmm. 
And she's going to keep it pushing. And she's going to be, she's going to come back to her community as a hero. She is. Which three is and our, a half years later. Three and a half. <laughs> well, now that's true. But no, she should not have hired anybody. I always say, um, not that I advocate murder. Right. <laughs> where is this show going today? I don't know where this show going today. This show, I'm sure Jake is somewhere listening to this shit like, what? Um, shout out to Jake. He's one yes. of the executives on the IP team. Big Jake. Um, I do not advocate murder. That said, uh, what's the saying? Uh, two or more can keep a secret mm -hmm. when, when one is dead. <laughs> what does that tell you? Yeah, I just, I am not a proponent of conspiracies right. and collab. Murder is not a group project. No, it's not. And that's no, going to be not. the name of the show. Murder Ashley. is not a group project. Murder is not a group project. <laughs> Okay. Criminal enterprise in general is not a group. It's not a good project. Yep. A group project. Yeah. So if you feel like you need to do what you need to do for whatever reason, you need to do it. You do it. Best go it alone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. And if you don't believe me, ask YSL. That's it. Looking around, looking fuck. That's a perfect example, Dustin, of why go ahead and do what you need to do by yourself. Take that shit on the chin and keep it pushing. All of this hire and conspire and group mm -hmm. and can you ask so and so if they know somebody with a this and a that? That's how you go from ten to, to twenty to thirty years. Next thing for you know, you look at life for the all one who of y'all. Called somebody, the one who you asked, all of that. The one that loaned you the gun, the one that threw the gun in the ocean, the one that gave you a water bottle because you was tired during the interview. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. now it's mm -hmm. now it's that. So if you feel that, like you need to pull a Miss Weems and pull up on somebody and do some things, go on and do it by yourself. Yeah, that's what Miss Weems did. That's what Miss Weems did. And that's why Miss Weems is being interviewed by the press. She's become a media darling, hmm. truth be told. And she will come back to her community as a hero. But as you say, three, three and, and a half, half years, years later, you know, if, they, if, if you got that much to invest in it, then, you know. Then that's that. <sighs> so that's Miss Weems. Another run back story. This is a couple, y'all, jurors. We told you about them a while back. This is a black married couple. They own a home in California, not Los Angeles. It's Marin City, California. Mm -hmm. And they asked for their home. They put some renovations into it, uh, looking for some equity. So I'm sure they were, as they were trying to break the generational mm -hmm. curses of poverty mm -hmm. and financial restraint, they're doing everything right. Yes. They're doing what society tells us, especially black people, educated professionals to do right invest in real estate buy some property let it accrue let that equity build up and then you know cash out your compound interest that's right. the formula so that's what these people are doing dustin so imagine their surprise and disappointment when they hire an appraiser to come out and appraise the property and the market value they are told this is in 2020 because they're refinancing their home to get that equity out and do mm -hmm. whatever with it. Open a business, mm -hmm. send their kid to college. That's their business. That's what you're supposed to do. That's right. Imagine they're surprised us and Ross when the home is appraised at $995,500. So a less than a... And if you... That number, by the way, that number tells me the appraiser literally did not want to give them a million dollars for that house. Because mm -hmm. it's, right, it's right under... Right, literally right underneath. A million dollar. Okay. Now, three weeks later... Because this uh, black couple, Miss Tanisha Tate Austin and her husband, Paul Austin, clearly very intelligent individuals. They said, let's try this. They had a different appraiser come and they also took out all of their family photos. Beautiful black family that they are. They took out all of their African themed art, mm -hmm. exquisite as it is. Mm -hmm. And they, they, they had their white friend. And see, this is why it's important to have a couple white friends. You got to. 
Look, good people are good people, damn it, okay? <laughs> That's it. A couple of their good people white friends posed, gave them photos of their white family, let them put that in the house, and even went to the appraisal, appraisal mm -hmm. and acted as if the home was theirs. Mm -hmm. Let's see what the number look like now. Mm -hmm. How about one million four hundred and eighty-two thousand and five hundred? Insane. Right under one point five million. Insane. So that's essentially Dustin a half a million dollar increase. Three three weeks later. Insane. So as you can imagine, the Austin sued as well. They should have. They sued the original appraiser firm, Miller and Perotti Real Estate Appraisals, as well as AMC Links, which contracted uh, Miller and Perotti. They said this in the statement, having to erase our identity to get a better appraisal was a wrenching experience. Wrenching. Wrenching. Tanisha Tate Austin said in a statement, she also went on to say this, Dustin, neighborhoods of color have been historically undervalued due to deliberate racist housing policies. She better tell that That's shit. That's it. Such as redlining. The ongoing under-evaluation of homes in black neighborhoods perpetuates the wealth gap between black and white families. Spoken like a woman who knows what the, the data says. You damn right. Right. She was prepared for this. She was. And I love it. Um, she was absolutely correct. And the couple has since settled. This is just as of a few days ago. They've settled this lawsuit with both companies for an undisclosed amount. That's typically when you know it's a good settlement. Yeah. By the way. They don't want to even uh -huh. tell you how much. Uh -huh. Now, how much do you think? Because as I was reading this article, even before we got the docket, when I was following this in the mm -hmm. news last week. Mm -hmm. They never, well, of course, it says it's undisclosed, but how much do you think it was, Emmy? Was it the half a million dollars that? No, I think it was more than that. I think it's going to have some level of punitive nature. Good. Uh, as it should, right? Just because of the nature of the claim, which ultimately is a race-based discrimination mm -hmm. claim. So they're suing under uh, civil rights legislation around Fair Housing Act of, I want to say 1964, maybe 1968, but I think it's 64. Mm -hmm. um, and those claims will tend to have... Uh, actual value so you're right the actual value is half a million because that's literally what the numbers tell us but and then there's punitive. that punitive claim there's the the the, the slap give them slap on all the wrist. of the money yeah so the couple probably if i just had to ballpark it i'm thinking 1.2 to 1.7 something like that something like that maybe more i love it um yeah so i love that and also Again, when you do that type of fuckery and you get found liable under those civil rights claims, appraisers are also going to be required, Dustin, to attend training uh, that includes the history of segregation and real estate discrimination. And they got to watch a documentary called Our America Lowballed, which features this couple in the documentary, which is fantastic. Good. I thought you were just going to say they were going to shut the whole shit down. The appraisal not, yeah, firm. Yeah, the whole appraisal firm. But this works this too. Is I, no, I think this is. I'm telling you, why I think mm -hmm. this is better because you can shut that one appraisal firm down, and the systemic nature of this continues. Yep. It's like a roach. Yeah. You can kill one, but the the rest are still coming. Yeah. What I hope this outcome does, I can only hope and pray, is that it serves as a cautionary model to other appraisal firms. And remember, we've talked about this on Holding Court before. Appraisal uh, as a Entity as an industry is overwhelmingly white. Mm -hmm. Literally only 3%, 97% of professional appraisals, appraisers in America are white. Yeah. Only 3% of appraisers in the country are black, Dustin. We need some more, y'all. We need it. And I know at least in New York, if y'all jurors, if you in New York state, anywhere, and you looking for something else to do, 
New York will pay to train you to be an appraiser. How about that? You can't beat it. You can't beat it. They're going to pay, instead of you paying for the training that like you normally do with a course Absolutely. of study, they'll pay you. They're going to gonna pay you and then support you in, in going into that endeavor. So that's a place that is very underrepresented for blackness. And that is market appraisals. And it's something that affects our wealth as a culture and community more than I can articulate. Uh, so I'm very happy with this outcome in terms of the punitive um, aspect, in terms of the make me whole aspect for, for sure. the Austins, and in terms of the, and situ now that you done wrote those checks, sit your ass here and watch the content. Yeah. So and that you can see the error of your ways. This sends out a great message to, to all the other appraisal firms in the country and That's elsewhere. It. You're going to be held accountable for this shit now because we're smart. Yeah. We we'll, we will do things like they did and say, well, you know what? Let me stage this whole damn house like yeah. we white and let's just see what and happens. And let's just see. People are doing that now. They're finding out <sighs> yeah. what the alternative is. So. And, and and we could do more than one thing at one time. We can do the the approach that the Austins took, which is the 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 bait and switch, if you will, which I love. Brilliant. And you can do what I am articulating in my new book, Bet on Black, hmm, the good the news. good news about, about being, being black, black in America, America today. today. I hope y'all, I wish y'all could see Dustin's face. He never says the good news without the biggest mm, grin on his that's face. That's my favorite part, the yeah, good, good news. news. Okay. Um, and that, in that, I'm arguing against reframing mm -hmm. the very thinking, Dustin Ross, that has blackness being devalued in the first place. In the first damn place. I am I am challenging, aggressively challenging the notions that blackness in and of itself should hold less currency. And that's what we're talking about. Ultimately, yes. Literally. In, literally. Blackness should hold not one single cent less currency on our homeland. And this is our homeland. And so what I'm doing in Bet on Black is I am pushing a framing that says the good news about being black in America today is we get to center, amplify, and really challenge whiteness and challenge notions of anti-blackness, which that's what this is, Yeah. around, I'm going to make you say the words. I'm going to make you say to my fucking face that you are going to appraise my condo for instance yeah because you you done, you done been to casa ekw wait till you so come back gorgeous. yeah but it's very black yeah it's very black that wall well we're not we, gonna yeah, go yeah. y'all gonna see y'all gonna see mm -hmm. soon enough jurors mm -hmm. i'm gonna you know there, there, there's something coming soon where you will literally get to see a sneak peek of how uh and why i live mm -hmm. how and why i live which is the centering uplifting amplifying and celebration of blackness yes, and my home is a living monument mm -hmm. to what centering blackness looks like. Yeah. And I, I'm doing, and, and, and not for nothing, mama Gloria, like, cause she's a mama and she wants what's best for me. She got nervous when I, when I went in the deep end of blackness like that in my home, <laughs> in my real estate investment. Ooh, girl. I mean, <laughs> I don't know how much you're going to be able to rent that motherfucker out for with that black ass wallpaper you got up there. She said it. And, and she said it from a, from a place of love. Of and love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and we we went back and forth. And I said, I, Mother, I hear you. And what mm -hmm. you're saying, unfortunately. It's true. It's true. However, this is intentional. However, this is this because and I'm doing it, y'all, because I feel I have a bit of privilege mm -hmm. uh, because of the visibility of who I am in this world, because of the, the, the ability that y'all have afforded me to have a microphone 
which is nothing more than a megaphone to spread the good news That's about right. being black in America today. Fuck, I'm going to fuck the shit up. I'm going I'm to run the table on this blackness. Everywhere you live, ain't a wall in my house. And black, 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 black. <laughs> you know? And, and now tell me it's not worth every, every, every bit of what I know. I know it's worth. Mm-hmm. Because I've done my, I've done, I've run the comps. Some of y'all HGT watchers, uh, <laughs> HGTV watchers know mm-hmm. what that means. Running the comps. You better run the comps. <laughs> better run them motherfucking comps. Yes. You know? So well, now let's go. Listen, I love to see that this, you know, worked out for this family. I love yes. the fact that they're holding these appraisal firms feet to the fire in this way. Mm-hmm. And I love a good old fashioned embarrassment. That's it. You know what I mean? I love that. Make them eat it. Put their pictures up. Yep. Let us know what firm it was. That's what I was going like, to say. Let me run it back. Let me, let me let y'all know one more again. Miller and Perotti mm-hmm. <laughs> real estate appraisals as well as AMC links. Mm-hmm. We'll, uh, we, we, we should know that the defendants responded. Uh, excuse me. Did not respond to request for comment uh, per their attorneys. But that's but that's who they are. Yeah. And good. Now we know. And Go to we... somebody. Mm-mm, get somebody else to do it. If okay. you don't know, now, now you, you know. know. How about that? Now let me tell you else who, who now know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this man in Spain. So this is uh, in the country of Espanol. Okay. Um, over in Europe. A Spanish woman by the name of Ivana Moral, mm-hmm. uh, she's now going to get uh, 215000 and she's going to get it in payments so she can manage it, okay. which I like. Some people, need a pay- Some people need a payment plan. That's right. She's getting a monthly payment of about $528 for a very long time, and this is, this is going to be her divorce settlement, D, from her divorce from 2020. Uh, we're getting this from iNews in a Spanish-language paper, El País. A judge in Spain based the amount on what would have been the minimum monthly wage, which is, again, that's how he got that $528 number, mm-hmm. for her 25 years of service within her marriage. Now, someone said, yeah, what kind of service? Well, Miss Morrell says she was doing all the work of the house and the home. She says that she was pe- taking care of her two children. She's also got a separate um, child support payment coming, but I want to focus on the spousal support. Right. Of course, her husband will appeal, but in the meantime, she's going to get that 528. And she says that she exclusively handled the couple's housework during the marriage. Quote, her exclusive dedication to the home and family while her ex-husband accumulated and exponentially increased his assets. And that's the good old-fashioned old-school argument, right? That while I put my career on hold for whatever reasons, whatever wealth building mechanism I could have executed during the marriage. I forwent that Mm -hmm. in lieu of supporting this man to go out into the world and he's building assets and he's building wealth. And in her case, uh, a rookie mistake on her part. It's unfortunate, but but people do this. All the assets are in his name. We just got through talking about this. Yep. You know, he where's Miranda when you need her. Where's Miranda when you need her. Where's Miranda Hobbs. Where's Miranda to read you your rights. These these are real Miranda rights. These are the Miranda rights. (laughs) Let let me tell you something. Do you understand? Nod yes and say, Uh, okay, I need an affirmative. That's right. Okay. He's building gym businesses. He's living this affluent life. All of the property y'all have acquired as a couple are in his name only. And see, depending on where you are in the world, you know, this is a, you know, this is a holding court goes global. Yes, it does. Okay. Where you are in the world, everywhere in the world does not subscribe to some of these domestic presumptions. Yeah, 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 where... Uh, we we presume community property. So although maybe he made the money, certain 
jurisdictions here in America will automatically presume you to be a 50% partner in that and will automatically give you half of that based off of presumptions of marital community. Mm. What we do know, Dustin, is not every state in America even identifies and res- re- uh, respects community property arguments. No, no, it's state by state. It's state by state. So we know once we, we hop across that pond, yep. it's a whole different scenario. So, be, so again, this is why Dustin ends to show y'all every episode. We read your terms and conditions. Understand the consequences, the legal consequences of what happens when my marital spouse, and this is gender neutral, this is a she, he, or they situation. Mm-hmm. When that individual, whoever they may be, decide, elects to put all marital assets in a singular name, that can have a dire consequence, which is why this judge says, I'm going I'm to I'm run the math to say you get. And first of all, the fact that he's the judge only awards her minimum wage, I think is telling, right? It's not great. I don't, especially not for the kind of labor that she said she was doing. You shouldn't be getting minimum wage, and you got to live with the motherfucker on top of that. Right. It's one thing and if you just at work. Correct. You know, yeah. and also your hours. What kind of hours are we talking about? I'm, I'm twenty four. Sh- that's it. <laughs> a twenty four hour shift. That's and it. Guess how often you work in it? Seven days a week. Seven days a week, three sixty five. So come on now. So to me, actually, uh, people were saying, you know, oh my God, that's amazing. That that ain't shit. I thought it was low. I thought it's very, it's giving very low ball. I did the math and then I went, kept reading and saw how y'all had already did the math for it. So I was like, well, damn, that's how much it was. Yeah, I know it wasn't shit. Yeah. It wasn't shit. No, it wasn't shit. Um, she goes on to say, this was an abuse to be completely exclu- excluded financially by my ex-husband with nothing left after my marriage ended. So me and my daughters are left with nothing after all these years of putting all my time, energy, and love in the family. Mm, mm, mm. That's sad, but it worked out. I'm glad she's getting something. But again, I think the number is really low. She says, I was supporting my husband in his work and in the family as a mother and and a father. Mm. (laughs) I was never allowed to access his financial affairs. Everything was in his name. You know, again, this is um, this is an old story. People are getting sick of the bullshit, though. You know what I mean? They're not just walking away from these relationships anymore. Like, people are now, they're not allowing the more wealthy person to just leave, you know. And play in their face. Scot-free. Yeah. Okay? And play in their damn face. That's it. People are speaking up now. This feels a little bit different than the other case we talked about with Tiger Woods, right? This is Indeed. different. This, this is woman deserves this. This is for all her years and fears and her tears. Okay. And she was actually legally married, not for nothing. Big. Well, that's a huge, big factual difference, difference yeah. in the court of law. You're legally married. You have two children with this man. He. Li- that's also different, right? Tiger Woods was Tiger Woods when you met him, uh, Erica, sis. Okay. So he was not wealth. Now his wealth might've increased during your relationship and that's all you're going to have privy to. And it had nothing to do with you. He was already up. Correct. This is different with this young, this young lady in Spain. This man was Joe Schmo who, and then because of her commitment to the house and home, I'm sure her make, making meals, making them comfortable, folding them sheets and Mm -hmm. shit, fluffing them pillows. You're able to go out into the world, sir, and build this lucrative gym business. Mm-hmm. So there is a presumed partnership. See, this is this is the basis of it all. You know, anybody that was in their right. feelings right. about McKenzie getting all that money. Right. Don't be. Don't, because she earned that. She earned every cent. That was a collaborative effort. Amazon was born in their garage. And you can't even Jeff, by his own admission, talks about 
the importance of McKenzie. You mean to tell me, you know, McKenzie was um, mentored by Toni Morrison at Princeton. Really? Yeah, I'll be fucking with McKenzie low, on the low low. I mean, it's not really on the low at all. It's very high key. I didn't know um, that at yeah, all. Yeah, wow. that's why she gives a lot of money. Uh, when she first got that settlement, she gave a ton of money to HBCUs. She gives a ton of money to, I mean, she gives a ton of money to everything. I mean, that, that's what you get to do when you got about 600 billion. When you got a ton of money to be given. That's okay? it. But she, she makes it her business, Dustin, to give a ton of money to black centric spaces mm -hmm. due to her, unfortunately, unique consciousness of black need and black contribution to this yeah. world. Dude, when you're mentored by the Toni Morrison. Come on. <laughs> On the campus of Princeton University. Come on. You know a little bit about the good news. About what? Being black in America. That's today. right. Um, so I love that McKenzie got every motherfucking dime and she deserved it. And again, this Princeton educated woman, you think she had nothing to do with the foundational development of Amazon as we know it? Good luck with that. That's it. she. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> So, yeah, that's. <laughs> you are crazy. I am. But you're right. I am crazy. You're that's 100% right, facts. though. Like, that is literally the long and short of it. <laughs> the, that the, emphasis on the long. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the money. Okay. Run me my money. So, yeah, I love it. Um, I'm very glad for this woman. If anything, I, th I think that the, the dollar amount is low. And, and, and again, uh, ladies, gentlemen, and non binary individuals. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it's anything wrong with being a house husband, partner, whatever. You might want to get your paperwork in order to say that this is an agreed upon, emphasis on agreed upon contribution mm -hmm. of equal value, emphasis on equal value. And in the case of dissolution of this, you get this, I get this. That, that is the whole point of a prenup. Simplify everything. That's it. Because everybody's everybody's not going to keep a player. Everybody does not read from the good book of Dustin no, Ross. they don't. And that's why you need to have these protections in place. That's it. And, and you can't depend on a judge to be in your face. You know, this, this woman in Spain got a favorable ruling from this particular judge. If, imagine if she had run up on a judge who felt like he, he or she or they got taken advantage of in their own divorce. Mm -hmm. It was like, fuck you, bitch. You ain't getting shit. Mm -hmm. Could have easily happened. Very easily happened. People have strong, as they should, feelings attached to that experience. That's it. Somebody taking, you know, in their from their POV, taking your shit, mm -hmm. what you've earned or whatever. Mm -hmm. There's a bitterness that lives there and a vitriol and that a vitriol never goes away. And a, and a resentment mm -hmm. and, a, and a need to take that out yeah. on other people. So, you know, judge's discretion is a delicate thing. So, you know, but for this particular judge's discretion to even give her that 215. And again, 215 over 20 years ain't, ain't really shit. shit. Yeah. So y'all, y'all gonna y'all gonna learn one day. Get your paperwork in order. And keep it that way. And refresh them papers. As you refresh that relationship, because things change. Yeah, I mean, look at some of y'all's favorite reality stars. I'm gonna leave it right there. Did you really say that? <laughs> you know I did. And again, people better be so glad I say less than what I know. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Ooh, you know I love it when this side, cause it's this capital E That's right it. here. I like, and it I don't when, really be showing that uh -uh. side too much. I like it when capital E jump out a little bit. But okay. you know, you know she in there. That's right.
Hmm. So I'm gonna leave it right there. Okay. With the capital E. There's really nowhere else for it to go because that just is what it is. What you just said, and those that know, know. No. All right. If you know, you definitely know. Y'all join us again. That's gonna be the dismissal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need to get my gavel up. Well, in you this need month. a gavel. Uh, yes. That's the dismissal for this week's session. That's right. We'll be right back next week. Y'all know y'all y'all can always find us and rely on us. In the meantime, stay safe, keep the faith, and this is a real good one for this week's show. If there ever was a week. <laughs> For you to put your pupils on them terms and conditions. <laughs> this is it. Read your terms and conditions, please. The pupil and the iris. Okay, and the iris, because that's a very important part, okay? <laughs> you need the totality of the eye. You need the totality of the optics on this on one. On your terms and conditions, okay? Thank you. Holden Court is an Interval Presents original production from Uppity Productions in association with Dossie Media. Executive producer and host, Ebony K. Williams. Co-host and producer, Dustin Ross. From Interval Presents, executive producers, Alan Coy and Jake Kleinberg. Produced, of course, by Ashley J. Hobbs. Editing, sound design, and mix by Stephanie Morell. Original music by Epidemic Sound. Video editing by Kaysen Alexander and Courtney Deans. Consultant, Carla Wilmaris. Special thanks to operations lead, Sarah Yu. Business development lead, Sheffy Ellen Swag, and marketing lead, Samira Still.